Before we get started with today's 10 Minute Monday, I'm inviting you along to my latest 90 minute live masterclass, Need to Have. Inside Need to Have, you're going to get 90 minutes of messaging and content strategy and identity mindset coaching with yours truly. And I'm going to teach you how to take your offers from a nice to have to a need to have. I need to get inside this offer. I need to buy from this person. So you're going to learn how to create that compelling messaging and content that your ideal client won't be able to resist. You're also going to learn how to embody and become the sought after business owner who draws in ideal clients, which means sales will become more fun, more easy. You'll be, they'll be drawn to you. And you're also going to get a free identity shifting visualization. You're going to be able to keep that and the masterclass for life. It's only 47 pounds and I cannot wait to see you there. Link is in the show notes. It all kicks off this Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. GMT. Be there or be square. I kind of hate that saying, but I've said it anyway. Looking forward to seeing you there and let's get on with today's episode. Monday. Now I recorded a Taylor Swift marketing 10 minute Monday a while back. I will leave a link to that in the show notes, but it went down an absolute treat. And as a Swifty, love Taylor. I know a lot of you guys listening do too, but even if you are not someone that classifies yourself as a, as a Swifty, we can all learn a thing or two about marketing and messaging from the queen herself. Taylor is a bit of a marketing genius. I said this in the last episode, she really is there and it can't be underestimated. And today I want to speak about how and why she's such a marketing genius and also how we can actually learn a few things from her, but implement it into our businesses as well. So we can achieve even a semblance of the success that she has managed to achieve for herself. So we're going to be focusing primarily on the messaging that she uses because that is the hot topic of the moment. And one of the first things I wanted to talk about was how great she is at creating exclusivity. Now, even if you're not super familiar with Taylor Swift and what she does, you probably would have heard of things like her Easter eggs that she drops for her fans. Essentially what this is, is she will leave clues and hints to her fans in her music videos or in anything that she puts out really. And her fans love to sleuth and solve these riddles in order to find out these clues of what's coming next, what she's got planned up her sleeve for her fans. So a really recent example of this, she has re-released her albums and 1989 is the newest release. And she actually set up this whole sleuthing riddle campaign, so to speak, so that her fans could guess the last song that she's going to be releasing from her vault, which is songs that were never released on the original album, but were sort of kept on the cutting room floor. And now she's re-releasing those songs onto the re-released album. What a mouthful. Hopefully that makes sense to you. So she was releasing some vault tracks for 1989 and she was giving fans an opportunity to see if they could come up with or figure out what the one of the tracks was going to be in the vault, what it was going to be called. And she was only going to release all these vault tracks and the names of the vault tracks once her fans had figured out this riddle. So she actually has this ability to make, even though she's got an army of millions of fans, she has this ability to make people feel like they're part of an exclusive club. 
Like they are on some sort of in-joke with her. Like they have got a secret. And even though millions of people were trying to solve this riddle to figure out what the vault track was called, you feel like you're still a part of something. And creating exclusivity and inclusivity within your brand is such a powerful way of building a community and connection and making people feel curious about wanting to know more about you and wanting to build that sense of shared loyalty. So this works really well when you are releasing a program and you get your audience, you sort of drop breadcrumbs and you drop little hints here and there, you tease your audience, you hype up your offer, but you don't give everything away immediately. I am not a proponent of being too mysterious in your content, but I think when you're in that hyping and teasing phase, you can have a little bit more fun with it. And initially when you come up with an idea, you can actually start to drop little hints for your audience and you can say something's coming and it's going to be about this, guess the name, get them involved in the creation of the offer. And this builds a shared sense of audience ownership over your offer because when they help you choose the branding or when they help figure out what the name's going to be and when they help uh when they try and guess what the offer is going to be about they automatically start feeling like they are a part of the process and that they're part of an exclusive community and this is something that she does so so well so try and do this whenever you are releasing something or you are talking to your one-on-one clients showcasing the relationship that you have with them whether it's to do with business or not, maybe you've got a little personal joke with one of your clients or you call the people that work with you a certain name, like you know how Taylor Swift calls her fans Swifties. You might have a word that you tend to call your audience. Um, I know an influencer I follow, she calls her audience biddies. She'll be like, hey, biddies, and that's like her thing. So you don't have to do this, of course, but these are just examples of ways that you can create a community or a, a feeling like, and there's an exclusive, exclusive club that people want to be a part of. Um, and I do see people do this quite a lot, actually, like give their audience a name, give their quote unquote fans a name and as I said, it just creates that sense of community. Even her cinema tickets for her errors to a cinema uh, or like film, whatever you want to call it, were priced at £19.89, which is the name of her most recently re-released album. There's always these little hints and clues and fun little in-jokes that only Swifties would get. And as I said, there are millions of them, but it still feels like a club that only they're a part of, that they've got this special relationship with Taylor Swift. And she has this amazing way of making everyone feel very apart and very special of that community. And she really values her fans. So again, how could you create these in-jokes with your audience? Having that recognizable brand is so important. And I call this brand anchoring. So if there's any activities that you do on a daily basis or, you know, getting your audience even to know your pet or getting your audience to know that certain food that you like. For example, I very often, whenever I have some carrot cake or lemon drizzle cake, I share it with my audience and they know that I'm into lemon drizzle and carrot cake. It's just really simple things like this that build that shared community that create a recognizable brand and create more of a personality around you. Because as we know, we buy from people that we know, like, and trust that we feel like we've got a sense of connection with, even if we've never even spoken to them before. 
even if you are buying from someone and you've never even had a one-on-one conversation with them before, you probably feel like on a certain level, like you know them a little bit. And that's because they're showcasing their personality, they're showcasing their interests. And these don't always have to have a lot to do with business. Again, this is why Taylor is so great. You know about her cats, you know about her relationships. She's quite public with them. So we do really feel like we know a lot about her, even though we've, of course, never spoken to her before in our lives. She's not exactly someone that you would describe as private, but she does create a sense of exclusivity. And this is something she does incredibly, incredibly well. Something as well that is fascinating about Taylor is how she reinvents herself and rebrands herself under the same Taylor umbrella. So she's never completely deviated from who she is, but she does appear to be very multifaceted and each of her different eras, she has had a very different look and feel to them. So the reputation era is very different to her speak now era, which seemed much more innocent and the big pretty dresses and much more girly. And the reputation era is much more like edgy and breaking against the mold and breaking out of that good girl persona that she had built for so long. And For those that remember, back in the day when Taylor first came on the scene, she was all about the curly hair, dressing in the tea dresses, very apolitical. She would never really talk about anything controversial at all. It was always sort of just about, you know, her music and her love life. And that was how she built her brand. And now she has actually stepped out of that mold. She hired a PR team, well, just exclusively she works with a woman called tree pain that is her real name and has built a completely different brand now for herself she has changed her appearance she has stepped into different eras and has really stripped she's still probably what you would consider like a fairly squeaky a squeaky clean celebrity as far as some celebrities go but she's not exactly the same girl that she was she does speak her mind now she is more vocal politically she has changed the way she dresses she gives each of her albums its own particular brand and you can do this as well in terms of rebranding yourself maybe right now and this works really well if you are changing niches or even not completely changing niches but change like deviating slightly and I can relate to this myself because I did go from being very, very strategy-based to incorporating, yes, strategy is always going to be a part of the coaching that I do, but becoming NLP qualified and injecting more mindset work into the coaching that I do with my clients and the kinds of content that I put out there. So I made sure that when I did this, I did do a rebrand and I speak about this all the time and I did become more vocal. And that really helps you solidify a powerful brand story, gets your audience more familiar with who you are. And really, when you do change in any way, be vocal about it. The more vocal you are about these things, the more you will actually create awareness around it. And there's no point doing things half-assed, like a rebrand. I love a rebrand. For each of the offers that I put out, I typically give them a little bit of a different look. So they they are clearly different differentiated from each other. And that can include like different colors, slightly different fonts sometimes. I always give it a little bit of a theme tune. So doing these things in a way is similar to how Taylor Swift recreates herself and redesigns her brand for each album that she does you know like the folklore era was very different to 
again, the Speak Now one or the 1989 or the red one. So it really just depends on, again, like what is it that you're trying to portray to your audience? What is the message behind this particular offer or the niche that you're changing to? How do you want to be known to your audience? Is it that you want to be more bold and outspoken? Is this reflected in how you're presenting yourself? Are you using pastel colors, baby pinks? Is that really bold? Is that really saying, oh, I'm really outspoken. I speak my mind. Probably not. So really having your brand reflect in your messaging, but also aesthetically, what message you're trying to put across. And this is really powerful. I'm going to have to stop it right here. I was going to talk about more, (laughs) but I think I might have to do a part three on this. So if you would like me to do a part three, let me know. Just send me a DM on Instagram. Always open to suggestions. And in the meantime, I will see you all inside the masterclass on Wednesday morning. Need to have the link will be in the show notes below. Can't wait to see you there. It's going to be so great. Going to be speaking all about messaging, all about how to create a really recognizable brand, taking your offers from a nice to have to I need to fucking get this. I need to buy this. Really excited to host that one. And I will also see you over on my Instagram and on Wednesday's episode over on High Impact on the Pod. I will speak to you all very soon. Thanks for tuning in and bye.